Randall Lawrence tasted blood. It was New Year's 1995, and he was under the old woman's hospital, in a bomb shelter in South Japan. She had locked him in. It must be a joke. I'll get out. Get out. She'll let me out. Today is the day. Randall's throat was parched. Hunger knotted his stomach. On his feet, he flat-handed the wall. It was so black. He came to glass, an entire wall of glass, and through which it was here. He had seen her. If he did what she wanted, this ringing silence would end. But no one was out there. He slid down the glass, wrapped his arms around himself. Over a dress shirt, he wore a V-neck sweater. He had on nylon slacks over boxer shorts. Damp socks were in his shoes. She had warned him of the cold. His clothing hung loose from fear. He had lost weight. He set his skull on the glass and whispered. But there was a squeak. He got up, rushed down the black wall, hit a corner, flat-handed to another corner, to the cold door hinges, and he listened. A rat. The rat. The one that bounded over his face while he slept. Was the rat trapped, too? She had survived the Hiroshima bomb, then went on to murder a dozen American school teachers. But she made a mistake. A great mistake. I'm Canadian. And I told her that a few times. She's contemplating it. Did I leave my address in Hiroshima? She knew the old man from Peace Park, Emekawa-san, who came every morning since the bomb to the park to search for his lost love. He was there in plain sight every morning out on Motoyasu Bridge, ground zero, 8.15, for the tolling of the temple bell, the reminder for the public of what had happened here. Do psychopaths operate on revenge? That would be emotional. The tempting of one more into the starting of an English school, an English school of their own, in this building, this empty hospital, a 20-bed affair, her great tax burden. No string attached, she had said. Just English lesson for old woman. Randall's forehead was on the cold steel door. He tasted dried blood on his knuckles. That had come from his punching. This business is not yours, so keep your head, he told himself. She's a thinker. She has to be. 
She has not been caught. He kicked, punched, greed. That was my crime. This property of an old widow that I had to have. He kicked, then heard a clang. He got down and touched a metal chute. Ah, she must put things in through here. He felt, but then thought, this is not the door. No, it's the corner, and I am waking. He faced the blank room, the corners being where he gravitated to. The sense of a falling through space disappeared when he was in the corners. But this goes on and on. How can she let it? He got to his feet, took three steps forward, another three, another six. Then he got down on his knees. Oh, where's the wall? What have I come out here for? It's no good. I learned that before. Get back to the wall to a corner where the falling sense is removed. But that desk is out here somewhere. And I can break it apart, then break the glass. Feel around, you'll find the desk. You saw it when you came in. Randall could not handle the emptiness. In a clumsy run, with arms out, he smashed into the wall. Concrete. Glass. He felt along. Which direction to the door? Either, of course. Oh, she's senile. She's playing a game. None of this is real. Reassure her when she comes. Let me out, he whispered, heading maybe for the wall. You've got no energy for this. Get to the wall, stay away from out there, the room. He felt the door hinges. His fingers traveled to the tiny window in the door into which she had peered. It was inky black glass, just big enough to frame an adult head. He spoke to the glass, Madam. Enough, okay. Let me out now. You've got to let me out, okay. What did I eat and when did I eat and drink? He was on the floor, his back to the wall, kneels up and arms wrapped around them. Reward is the blackness, a blackness that cannot stop, a dungeon with a private rat. Adjusting his tailbone, he focused on his breathing. But here, my jacket pocket, here, the item to trade for my freedom. The old man, his wristwatch, Emekawa-san, her betrothed of 50 years past. The old man had forgotten it after cleaning it of squid ball sauce. After setting its foggy cracked crystal 
on the park bench, the bench we shared when he told me his story. Randall moved his thumb over the face of the watch. He imagined its stuck second hand there, ever so minutely bent. Its little arrow, its little head against 8.15, the moment, the almost correct time of the blast. She would have to open the door to retrieve this wristwatch of her lover, or wait to retrieve it. And yet, she must first learn I have it. Those dolls were wax, taxidermy. Come on, people. You can't do taxidermy on people. They're wax, wax with the sheen gone. Is it so that each made the mistake of getting on the train, the same train that she rode down south here? That each had taken the bait? And that hand-painted sign, that final reserved space, Randaru, it said. That's me. Because that L and R trouble says a lot. It's the great problem for the Japanese when speaking or writing English. Great enough to have it cross over into their writing that problem. In that lower tier, its mouths jammed in cross-stitch, hanging crania above oversized court dress. A grotesque Rio Carnival float weighted beyond the glass that was out there. Costume maker. There was no skill. Not at first. Randall saw the marked improvement. When had she started this? The 1950s. Higher tiers were fresher crime. Oh, you poor dumb assembly of murdered bones, staring as if in witness to her macabre work. Japanese hobbies are for life. She's a doll maker. Randall turned his head to the side. He had been facing the glass wall, perhaps. Perhaps he faced it now. He turned to the opposite side, but still. He saw her riding trains, dressed in her tidy kimonos. This doddering old Madam Nakamura. Benign and playful, generous and lethal. He saw her at a smoky distance. He saw her watch others take the bait of their own private English school in Japan. In Hiroshima, Randall's colleague, Ernest Gardner, had said these words. 
What? You never heard? Someone was killing English teachers here since back in the 50s. It went on for decades. It's all cold cases. But you know police and Yakuza. The arrangement. Corrupt governments. Apathy and silence in its citizens. School teachers. Strays. Like you, like me. Here for a good time. They were all American, though. I saw it on Microfish. Legacy of the Lost Guy Gene School Teachers. Tokyo Times ran it, but then it didn't run it. Cold cases. Stories too sensitive for the nation. They do remember the war, though. The war? The war was yesterday. Could it be that since the American occupation this woman had been operating, skimming the surface, sewing each a costume first, creating her collection of life-sized American dolls? Randall spat blood. The koto had begun. Another part of her torture and effective. She would play this every few hours to drive him mad. The sound came through embedded speakers up there above in the walls. An oriental minor scale, accompanied by a deranged female voice. Probably her own. He got up and traced to the glass, pounded. He's alive. She was nowhere out there. Yesterday. Maybe it was yesterday that she was out there. Maybe she's out there now, silent as the grave, and listening, and feeling me in here. In a near, neat room, that's where she is, working over a magical, surgical table with her dead doctor husband's tools, sewing another costume, listening to the sounds of her latest acquisition, the footsteps, the pounding on the glass, the screaming, the pleading. Dim light entered, and there she was. She was at her pedestal, leaning toward her microphone, in kimono. Randall got to his feet, rubbed the glass with a forearm, breathed on the surface, wrote in Japanese script, Amikawa Ikitei. He's alive. Her face drained as he pressed an antique wristwatch to the glass, which is all he remembered before he collapsed. A single bulb burned and Randall squinted. As she says, he thought right away. As she says. At the door was a serving tray. It had come through the slot. In it was water. Randall sucked at this. He saw paper and a pencil. In precise English, the paper read, I have confirmed your employment through the visa office. I know your address and your school. Do not let an older mind in forgotten streets. Work this one out. 
It turns you are a messenger. It turns out that you are a messenger. It turns out that you are a messenger, Randall Roussan. Right where he is and put it through the slot. Right where he is and put it through the slot, please. He wrapped the wrist rope. He wrapped the wristwatch in with the address. And she was out there. She clutched this from outside and stole away before he could muster a word. The bulb, the dim bulb, it brought ease. He looked around the room. He looked towards the glass and there it was, the curtain open. Her collection was there. He turned away and curled for heat. The light made him drowsy. A bullet train to anywhere here in this country takes mere hours. She will realize her mistake. And of course, I will tell no one of what I know. Hey.